Hello and welcome to the Half Swing Shinty podcast, where we review and preview the week's Shinty from all over Scotland. In the week that Celtic manager Brendan Rodgers got himself into hot water for calling a reporter good girl, there was lots of great shinty. And alongside me to go through it all is a man whose underarms yearn for hot water. It's the stenchy southerner that is Kami Middleton. Kami, how are you? There was a lot of low-hanging fruit there in that introduction, but I think I kept it about as above board as possible, don't you think? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not giving you that one. I mean, yeah, definitely low hanging fruit. But I mean, <laughs> you, you kept it together, I guess. But yeah, I'm very good, mate. Glad to be back. Season's back on Saturday. I can't wait. Don't about you. Yeah, absolutely. Bazin Bewley at home to Kilmali, of course. But I'm sure we'll talk plenty about the boys in green later on. What I want to know though is, is it ever acceptable to call someone good girl in a professional <laughs> context? Of course. Of course, of course. Um, no. Uh, is, is my answer for that one uh, unless you're talking to a dog or a cat or something like that but no not in a professional context in a professional manner or anything like that no I would say no uh, it was a pretty brutal one from Brendan Rogers. I thought um, I'd say uncharacteristic but he is a bit weird didn't he he's uh, just a bit of an oddball but yeah poor from him <laughs> definitely poor from him um, you went north at the weekend Kami how did your trip go um, from what I can remember of it Aaron. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um went up to Strathpeffer, left about I left Glasgow about ten to seven or something training to oh, town Jesus. and then out of Bala. Got the bus, went up there, long, long journey up, but worth it in the end. We played a we played a kind of a makeshift friendly the person, which was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Um but they marked their first team players and then obviously the seconds filled out the rest. Really like good game, competitive game. Um and I think both sides got a lot from it as well, including their seconds and their first who got a runabout as well. Uh, it was great having Shinty's top goal scorer playing for you as well, although he did have about forty shots at goal uh, on just forty shots and scored about one of them. But I guess that's kind of what he does. I think his teammates were saying that he'll he'll shoot about thirty times, but he'll score about four. But obviously, that's just work for yeah. Caberfe. So I really really good day. I mean, they were really really accommodating with us as well. Good bunch of lads. Uh, the coaches and stuff are all brilliant. Had us up at the golf club after it, and then the way down the road, don't really remember much, but it was fantastic. So a uh, good weekend for me. Really sore Sunday as well. Good. I'm, I'm glad that you had a good time. Um and picture this 15 years time a greying and bald I would say balding but anyway we'll leave that there uh, Cammy Middleton is sitting at home his highlights reel in Shinty is it going to list one thing and one thing only playing alongside Craig Morrison I mean I don't think I need to be 15 years tall and balding the way it's going <laughs> <laughs> uh, will that be on my highlights reel I mean maybe Maybe we, I was giving it the patter um, that me and Craig scored a combined 36 goals last season <laughs> in all competitions. But um, oh, no, it was good. But see, see, in all honesty, like, it was not just Craig. We had Ben McDonald and Conor McGregor from Cabers, who were both really, really decent, particularly Ben in the middle of the park. That's the first time he's played in a long time anyway. Um, it was good from our. We had a weakened team. We had a lot of young boys. I mean, playing against them and watching the other first team players play and the second team players for that matter play is obviously a good thing. So I really, really decent day, mate. Good. I'm delighted for you. Uh, this weekend, you've got obviously the opening league fixture, Tay Fourth on Saturday. How are you feeling ahead of that? I'm excited mainly. Um, just 
obviously leagues back, and that's the main thing. We've had like our, our preseason preseasons dragged a fair bit, so I'm, I'm really really happy to, like the league starting. Tay Force, one of them games, I really enjoy playing them. Really good bunch of lads. Always like have a few pints with them after it. But it's just been one of them games the past few years that we've just done, we've played really well, but somehow not got the result. So maybe a bit nervous for that matter, but I think I'm hoping Saturday's the time we can uh, we get rid of that. But I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Season starts on Saturday and that's basically what we're here to talk about. Shouldn't be a super long episode, I don't think, but with the dawn of the new season coming up and obviously kicked it, officially starting for season 2024, we thought we would go through the opening weekend's Maui Premiership games and say what score we're predicting and why. So I think, you know, there doesn't really need any much more explanation than that. We will just get into it and we'll get into it with Levitt versus Glenacker. And I think I might go first on this one, actually, if that's okay, Kami. Yeah. Um, we've got Glenacker starting life back in the Maui Premiership. They've got a short jaunt to Balgate, take on local rivals. The Red and Blacks are fresh off a McDonald Cup victory against Strathglass at the weekend. Uh, that was the recorded game for YouTube, but I do think they probably would have been hoping to put together a more dominant display against their rivals from now two divisions below. They also suffered a nano defeat to Bewley at Braveview and a heavy 8-0 loss against Kinloch Shield in pre-season. So I think the mood at Glen ahead of the new season, you know, it was pretty well summed up actually by the manager uh, who said in a post-match interview at the weekend that, you know, he knew it was going to be a tough year and that they were just hoping to be competitive in the Premiership. For Levitt, their pre-season's probably been a 6 out of 10 in terms of results. They comfortably defeated Oban Celtic 5-0 in a game that they definitely would have expected to win, but they did lose 1-0 against Sky at home. I think we would have maybe learned a lot more from the game against Fort William, but unfortunately the weather saw that cancelled at the weekend. And we know that Levitt are, of course, without arguably their best player in Stuart McDonald for the start of the season at least. But I think they should probably overall have too much for the Glen. Uh, and I do kind of worry that that won't be the last time I utter that sentence this season. I've gone for 3-0 to Levitt. You said last week, though, that you thought they would be in for a tough season and might get dragged into the relegation mire. Have you put your money where your mouth is in back Glen then? <laughs> no, uh, I've not. I've done a total U-turn on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been mildly harsh on Levitt. Um, but I also think I made it very clear that I still think Love It on the day could be one of Shinty's top sides. Um, this year's up in the air for me regarding how, how they will do, but I feel like there isn't a better chance to get off and running than welcoming the side to finish second in the National last year at home on the opening day. So you've got the Premier Stalwarts, Love It, hosting the newcomers, Glen Urquhart, a repeat of both the 2013 and 2014 McTavish finals, with both clubs obviously going on different paths since then. Um, Love it came out and top back then. I think they were going to come out and top on Saturday and back them to win four 0 I just I feel Love it will have a bit too much for them. I mean, I, I was actually going to ask you, is it a local derby? Because obviously I know Love it and Bewley's the kind of one that gets the headlines, but there's only like 15 minutes between the two. I was looking, so I'm sure that counts a bit of a derby at least. But I yeah. mean, regardless, I feel like Love it should be fairly comfortable. Um, that's no disrespect to Glenurquhart. Um, they're in the Premiership this season on merit and deservedly so after a superb national campaign mm. uh, last time out with a few and including us at some points wrote them off but yep. looking at the pre-season preparations and yes I know you can't take too much from that I see a narrow defeat against National Division Bewley who I believe are missing a handful of key players as well and then a slender win over definite <laughs> local rivals Strathglass 2-1 uh, mm. over North 1 opponents 
doesn't really give us much promise, but like they did last year, they could prove many wrong, but this Saturday, I'll be back and love it for a 4-0 win. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. Um, I think Glenn would say Strath Glass are their biggest rivals right enough, yeah. but there's certainly a bit of animosity between Glenacker and Levitt, that's for sure. And I know that it certainly flows uh, from Glenacker to Levitt. I'm not sure if it flows quite the same way back, uh, but yeah, there's definitely a bit of a rivalry there. Yeah. So hopefully a bit of bite to it, and we all know that anything can happen in local rivalries. But we'll move on from one promoted team to another and now go to Spian for Lachaber versus Caber Fay. Kami, what do you have against that one? Yeah, good game this. Really good game this. Obviously, I'm a bit biased being a newfound Caberfay supporter, um, <laughs> member of the Kill Caberfay Supporters Club, but <laughs> I'll try and put my biases aside for this one. Um, I actually originally had a Lachaber win to begin with, then I changed it to a 2-1 victory for Caberfay, and now I've finally settled for a 3-1 victory away from home for Caberfay. I'm expecting a fair bit from Lacaber this season. Um, I think similarly to Sky and Bewley last season, they've went about the promotion in a bit of a dominant manner, which was also seen in the Ballymore Cup final as well. They look premiership ready in my eyes, and with the resign of Sean Nicholson boasting their already dangerous team, I feel like premiership safety is something well within their reach. However, what a season Caberfay had last year. Top four finish. Most goals scored in the top flight, obviously aided by childhood Strickardaroon supporter Craig Morrison. <laughs> but um, it was a great season. And the thing is, it's still a relatively young squad. Um, looking at the team, I do feel like they won't go backwards. They can only improve from that season as well. And saying that, it's a tough opening day away to Lacaber, But I feel like if Craig can hit the target, Blair Morrison can marshal the defence and Ben McDonald, who, as I said earlier, hasn't really played since, I think, September is on his game. I feel like they could be too much for Lacaber, and that's not even considering the likes of like Conor Golubek as well. Um, but all it takes is for Ben Delaney and maybe the likes of Max Campbell to be on their best game and they could put Cabers on the back foot. But right now, and I've, I've locked in and kicked up as well, I'm going 3-1 for Caberfay. You got the same or are you disagreeing on that one? No, I've gone pretty similar. I think it'll be slightly more than that, though. I've gone for 4-1 to Cabers. Right. Um, I think both the promoted teams are going to get sort of an unpleasant welcome to life back in the Maui Premiership. But I actually think, despite the gap in the scoreline being the same between this and the previous game, I actually expect this to be a much closer game than Levitt versus Glenacker. Um, you're right to touch upon Lacaber's strengths. I mean, obviously, you know, we know about Max Campbell, who they picked up during last season, uh, and I'd like to see him with a full pre-season at Lacaber behind him. Also, of course, we mentioned last week, and you just mentioned there, Sean Nicholson. Um, adding those two to a forward line with Ben Delaney, who was in red-hot form last year, already means that they can definitely score goals in the Prem. But, like you mentioned, Caberfay can counteract that, and probably more, with Craig Morrison at full forward alone. That's without introducing goals from elsewhere, including, of course, multi-time Scotland international Kevin Bartlett. We go on about it probably too often, but you know Craig's 32 Premiership goals last year was more than GMA, Sky, Bewley and Levitt managed as teams. And I just think that Cabers have too much quality to drop points here. The nature of Shinty is that if you don't make a good cap run or win the league, your season can go under the radar. And I think that's definitely what happened with Cabers last year. They were the only team to beat Canusi in the league last year, managing it twice. And they amassed 20 points, finishing fourth and higher than Oban Kamenacht, Levitt and Kinloch Shiel. In Gary Reid, they have probably, if not the, one of the most astute managers in the game. And I think that yeah. their pragmatic playing style will see them comfortably avoid relegation again this year. 
So I've gone for 4-1 Caberfey, but we'll move on to two teams who will also be hoping to battle it out towards the top of the division, and that's Canusi and Kinloch Shiel. And I have given this the Maui Game of the Week on the Kamenecht Association website, where you can see interviews from both Canusi captain Callum Grant and Shield captain Connor Cormack. I saw the West Coast side first-hand at Brayview last week. Um, they played really well for periods in the first half before sort of letting Bewley back into the game in the second. Now, that could be down to positional changes or rotation, but one thing is for certain is that they're going to have to maintain that consistent focus for the full 90 this Saturday as they travel to the Dell to take on the champions. I think it's probably fair to say can you see be going to this match as favourites? Two sides met four times last season with Canusi winning three times and one draw. That being said, there wasn't much between them uh, across those four games. You know, there was an aggregate score of 9-5, which, you know, isn't a huge margin over four games in Shinty. And I've said on this podcast before that if there is an area that Canusi can be got at, it is the physicality side of the game. And that is something that Kinloch Shield just have in abundance. However, I think that Kinesi will have too much. Uh, and I actually think that in Dylan Borthwick, we could be looking at yet another red-hot Kinesi forward. He managed four goals across Kinesi's pre-season friendlies. And if he can translate that into the competitive matches, I think we could be looking at the division's most potent attack becoming even more deadly. At the back, they've conceded a rate of less than one per game last year. However, I do think Kinloch Shield will score. All in all, I've gone for 3-1 for the hosts, but here's my hot take for the week. It's going to be a Dylan Borthwick hat-trick. Kami, am I just throwing the proverbial at the wall and seeing what sticks these days? Um, Possibly. I mean, your reasoning behind it is definitely there, but then just chucking a hat-trick in there just for the sake of doing that all three goals. I mean, why not? He's a, he is in red-hot form right now at the moment. Obviously, look now, having a very, very good pre-season behind him. So, I'll give you that. I mean, in terms of Kinguse Kinloch Shield, yeah, I think it's the game of the opening round. I agree with you having it as your game of the week this week. Two big guns going at it at the Dell. Um, and like yourself, I will be back in the home side to pick up the victory in this one. Um, originally had a more narrow scoreline, but after looking at Kinguse's form in pre-season, 7-2 against GMA, who were Premiership last year. I know it might be a little bit of a kind of change in the guard for GMA this year, but they're still a Premiership team last time out and beating them 7-2. And then 2-0 against Oban Kamrick as well. It does look like they're hitting good form heading into this one. I've actually went for one more than you. I went for 4-1, which I feel might have been a bit of a stretch in my part now thinking about it. She'll, as we know, are no mugs at all. A really, really decent blend of youth and experience this year. And on their day, they can beat anyone in Shinty. I think that's that's well known. Mm. However, I think it'll take a bit of time for Kinloch Shield to hit the heights they are capable of this season. Maybe the kind of younger ones coming into the squad, as Cora Cormac said in his interview, maybe that takes a little bit of time to gel, where I think Kinguse will hit the ground running, um, especially with as you said, Dylan Borthwick looking hungry in pre-season and that's as well the likes of Savio Giannini and Rory Anderson and that's before you even go into the talks of the defence, Bob McGregor, Robert Maven, Callum Grant, Rory McKechn, mm. all the likes. So I'm going 4-1. That might be a me stretching a little bit and a bit of bias towards the champions of last season, but I do see King Usi winning it, so I mean, why not? Do you think it's maybe a bit of bias against Kinloch Shield after you backed him to win the Premiership <laughs> last year and they let you down? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I've I've got a great relationship with Kinloch Shield Shinty Club and yeah, they might have publicly embarrassed me last season, but no, it's <laughs> nothing like that. Not at all. 
Oh dear. We know Kenlock Shield have proven to be a thorn in the side of Kinesi in the past. As of Sky to Newton Moore, which is the next match we will be having a look at. Kami, do you think Sky can make it three wins in a row against Newton Moore in the league? Um, no. I think this is the toughest one for me to predict in the Premiership this weekend. Um, I don't like going against Sky when they're at home. Um, I think it's one of the toughest places to go for an away team. They bet Oban in Portree and obviously, as you just said, more importantly, Saturday's opponents, Newton Moore, 2-1 back in July. But I've gave my full back in Newton Moore this season. Um, I love a team in blue and white hoops and like the famous Guna <laughs> Morton who are 16 games undefeated in the Scottish <laughs> Championship at the time of recording. I feel like Newton Moore will kickstart a similarly heroic undefeated run this Saturday on their way to the Premiership title as I'm going for a 2-1 victory away from home. But it's not going to be a walk in the park. Ryan Harrison, obviously some signing for Sky, but then you have the likes of Ross McKinnon, John Gillies, and someone who I'm actually excited to see in the Premiership this season, and Dan McDonald. They have lost some key players, uh, which will cause them issues, as we mentioned already in the podcast in the past few weeks. Um, but I do feel like Sky will perform to the high standards we know they are capable of this season, despite losing them players. I just don't think it'll be the same standard as Newton Moore on Saturday, who... We know how important a season this this can be for them. I know I'm joking aside saying they've backed them and stuff like that, but this is a team who still have a very decent core and the likes of Steve McDonald, Ian Robinson, Michael Russell, Connor Jones, Craig Ritchie, and of course Rory Kennedy in the heart of that defence. Mm. It doesn't look like they've lost anyone and they'll only be backed by the best second team in Shinty as well. I feel like they just have a little bit too much for the Islanders on Saturday. 2-1 for me, but I can't stress this enough. Very, very, very close to call. Yeah, no, I think fair enough. I've backed Newton Moore as well. I just don't think that Lightning strikes thrice for the Islanders and I have gone for Newton Moore and I've gone for 2-0. Um, okay. I suggested last week Sky actually might be in a little bit of trouble this year if Lecabre perform well and I did get some stick from a couple of the boys uh, and you can understand why. Although they finished eighth last year, they did amass 16 points and boasted a really strong defence throughout. But I don't think the problem will be defence for Sky. It'll be scoring goals this year. I don't think there's really any doubt about it. Top scorer from last year, Jordan Murchison, isn't playing this year, combined with James Pringle taking his goal south to Tina Bruch and the fact that they were already the third lowest scorers in the division after relegated Bewley and GMA, and you do start to worry for them. You could make a case that the Premiership is slightly weaker this year and therefore Sky will stay up, but I don't think their survival bid will get off to a good start this weekend against Newton Moore. I backed Ian Robinson last week to have a good season. I don't think Sky away is the kind of game that he and the rest of the Newtonmore forward line can bank on for, you know, getting a goal. So I've just gone for the two, but I really don't see Sky troubling the more back line at the other end. I can't see them capitulating at the back. 2-0, that's what I've gone for. Moving on yeah. to... No, hey, oh, I'm, I'm no, going to pull no, you up or something. I knew, I knew you were. I think we should take a tally the amount of times you say the Premiership is going to be weaker this season just because Bewley aren't in it. That is shocking. Well, that's not what I was talking about at all. Listen, GM, <laughs> GMA won the Celtic Cup in 2022. You know, they were a good... Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, anyway, because that's still sour grapes from last season. But anyway, that'll, that'll all go away after Saturday's result, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh where are we? What have we got left? Oh, yeah. There was the final game that we've got to talk about in the Premiership. It's a game that I considered as game of the week. Um, but there was a bit of doubt over it. And I guess maybe still is a bit of doubt over it with the weather. So um, I've got quite a bad record for choosing a game of the week, interviewing two people, then the game getting called off. I thought it'd be better just to be safe. Go with one up north where the weather's looking all right. 
But the game is Kyles versus Oban Kamenai, two teams that would have been, I think, probably quite pleased with their 2023 seasons. Um, Kyles obviously want to win a trophy every year. That's just the kind of club they are. But I think that the end of season league form will have really spurred them on to feeling positive coming into 2024. They finished second, of course, behind Canusi with seven of their 11 wins coming in the final nine games, meaning they're amongst the form sides coming into the new campaign. Oban Kamenacht, however, had a sort of contrasting season whereby they finished mid-table in the league and probably a little bit disappointed with that, but they had great success in the Caps, winning the Celtic, Macaulay and getting to the Kamenacht Cup final. So we've got a real sort of clash of the Titans affair here for week one, which is delightful. Over the last eight meetings, I had a little look at Kyles have won three, Kamenacht have won three, and there have been two draws. So this is really one that could go either way. Heard from some of the Kyles boys that even Kingy's been training hard in the off-season, so we could be looking at a team that'll come flying out of the blocks. However, I have backed Oban Kamenacht for a narrow away win 2-1, as I think while some of those Kyles guys, the likes of Kingy, Roddy McDonald, etc., have a bit more quality, Kamenacht have it spread throughout the side a little bit more evenly rather than focusing a few key positions. Um, I have been wrong before, let's be perfectly honest with that, and it'll no doubt happen again, but... How do you see this one going, Kami? Yeah, um, this is a very decent looking opening fixture. Bit of a derby, a South Grudge match, and also a very tough one to call on kick tip. Um, I've taken on Andy Rossi's advice of not trying to go for too many draws, and I did have this at 2 2, but I've jumped off the fence and I've put my neck on the line, saying I think Kyle's Athletic will edge this 3 2, which I think is the first time we've disagreed so far as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Really not a lot you can say about either side, which we haven't said previously. Kyle's on that incredible run last season, which took everyone by surprise. Older heads playing to the best of their ability. Positional switches, which possibly saved their season. And a workman-like forward line with a solid mix of technical ability and that kind of physical presence there as well. It just worked for them. And bar Robbie McLeod at wing centre, they are keeping that same team. And also, as you said, adding on James Pringle as well, which is a great bit of business. Same goes for Oban, who have an incredible year two last time out with their youngsters stepping into that role of seasoned first-team starters and their forward line firing all cylinders, backed by an Albert Smith medal-winning captain and Daniel Sloss at the back. Two really, really decent teams, two of the best teams in Shinty. And as you said as well, last day meetings between Kyles and Oban, it's been three wins for Kyles, three wins for Kamrich and two draws. <laughs> like Just showing the narrow margins between these two. Mm. But I went for a slender Kyles victory based on two stretching but still valid reasons i think one being home advantage it's cliche but you always want to be the home side of these circumstances especially when it might be a quite a sluggish pitch into the broken saturday and two open do seem to have missed a few players during pre-season this may have been totally relevant to pre-season and pre-season only but i do think there is a chance they travel to tinney without a squad that's maybe 100 percent might be totally wrong when I feel like Kyle's at home, first game of the season is arguably, arguably when you least want to play them. Tough, tough call. I don't blame you going for Oban. I nearly did quite a few times, but I'm going for 3-2 Kyle's. But there'll be nothing in this one, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, speaking to Will, uh, obviously one of my colleagues at the association, Will Cowie, plays for Kyle's. Every time you seem to go against them, they won. So there'll be 
devastated to hear you've gone for them this week. He said that to me as well, yeah. Um, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think it's probably the tightest one, the hardest one to call, in my opinion. But there's some mm. absolute corkers um, of games there. I mean, Kinlock Shield, can you see Kyle's open and Sky Newtonmore, all absolute belters. And then yeah. obviously we're interested in seeing how the newly promoted teams get on as well. So looks like a great opening week season. Well done to the fixtures computer uh, for pulling them out of the heart. But we're running out of a wee bit of time here. I didn't want this one to go on for too long, but I do want to know what you think about the national division games this weekend, Kami. So, Shinti is at the heart of the communities where Maui works and plays. And for 35 years, Maui has sponsored senior Kamenak leagues, the annual National Shinti Awards, and, more recently, the Young Persons Development Fund. Whether it's with sponsorship or taking our salmon wagon to cup finals and fueling players and fans with our tasty salmon, we love being part of the Shinty family. So, from throw up to the final whistle, Maui Scotland will continue to work with the Kamarach Association to support our country's most iconic sport. We don't have a lot of time, so do you want to just give me a score, and maybe a couple of sentences if you want to, for each of the following, starting with the biggest game in Shinty this weekend, Bewley at home to Kilmally. Of course, biggest game, as you said. Um, I win. Who won for Bewley? Um, oh, originally put down as a draw, but I feel with home advantage and a team which still has a lot of players who played in the Premiership last year, despite losing a few, will just be a little bit too much for Kamali. A team who will be ones to watch this year, but a young team transitioning, which will take time. So 2-1 a Bewley. Will that last all season? I don't think so. Oh, you had to get that bit in, didn't you? <laughs> um, I was just giving Asti a part, oh, sorry, the fixtures computer, a part of the back for uh, for coming up with these fixtures, but facing a promotion rival on the opening day of the season's not great. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I have edged Bewley. Uh, you'll be shocked to hear. I've gone for a 3-2. I think it'll be right, a tight okay. game. I, I think they're a great side, but I have backed us. I backed us to win the league, so that's obviously going to have to start with a, a home win against Kilmally. Um, Col Glenn beat Fort William in the national, but can they do it again this campaign, Kami? They might do it this campaign, but they're not doing it on Saturday, in my opinion. I was back in Coglen for a bit, uh, but I changed my mind on that. Fort William, good pre-season behind them, strong, strong finishers in the national last year, backed by Victor Smith, a few will cause the Coglen defence issues. A home game for Coglen, probably boasting good numbers for this. They'll be really up for it, but I don't think they'll have enough. I think Fort William will edge them 3 2 at Darren Stadium. Oh, okay. I've gone for a much higher scoreline there. I've gone for 5 1 to Ooh. Fort William. Uh, last week on the podcast, I backed Victor Smith not only to have a good season in the National, but to actually be named the player of the year for the National and the Premiership. So yeah, no that's going to have to start That's gonna have to have start with five goals this weekend. I'm not going to be made to look like a fool. So I've gone with 5-1 for Fort William away uh, against Col Glen. Newly promoted Butte, though. They welcome GMA. How do you think life in the Nationals is going to start for Butte? Um, quite well. Probably my most out-there shout, but I feel like it will be a 2-2 draw in York on Saturday. I needed a draw somewhere in my predictions. I'm only human. Um, and for whatever reason, this one was just it was screaming out to me. Butte, eager to make a name for themselves in the National against a Middergill who might be slow starters this year as they do inevitably get a title run on the cards. I'm going for 2-2. Two two. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 4-0 GMA, but it's just my hunch on that one. Yeah, listen, I don't hate it. It's great for Bewley, uh, seeing a, a rival for the title drop points. So yeah, no, I don't hate it at all. I have gone for 4-1. 
uh, for GMA. I just think they'll have a wee bit too much for Butte. Uh, I think Butte can definitely make a good fist to staying up, but I just don't think that it starts against one of the relegated sides yeah. from the Premiership. I just think that the jumps are a wee bit too high from the bottom yeah. of the Prem to the top of South 1. But we'll wait and see. There is one more game, and that is two teams you tip to struggle, uh, Inverary and Oban Celtic. Where are the points going, Cammy? I mean, I did harshly back Inverary for the drop this year, mainly because I realised I didn't actually pick anyone to go down, and they were the ones, the team I was talking about at that time. <laughs> um, I do think it will be a tougher year for Inverary. Well, they go down, that's another question, and they did struggle against Celtic last time out, and I feel Celtic with home advantage might have enough to get that winning monkey off their back. Seven draws last year, something has to go in their way at some point. I'm going Owen Celtic 2 and Verady 1. Wow, okay. I know. Okay, very interesting. I've actually gone for 1-0 for the visitors. Uh, I think that Celtic will have to wait another few weeks before getting that long-awaited win in the National Division. As we know, obviously, it's this weekend. It'll be a full year since they've done that. But listen, I, I hope they get that off their back soon, like you say. But they were picking up decent results last year, even without winning. So maybe they'll continue that and it'll be yeah. a draw and prove us both wrong. But I've gone for Inverary away. I've not seen much of Inverary, to be honest with you, Kami. So I don't know if you're being harsh when you're saying they see, might be down there the struggling. Is, see, the thing is, I've seen Inverary play Kyle's in pre-season friendly and I thought they were really decent. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm looking at the long-term picture here as well. Okay. Their games against Oban Celtic were narrow. Celtic need to win a game at some point, I think, in the National, and I think why not open a day against a potential relegation rival? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you think our predictions were a load of rubbish and you could do better? Then you can prove it. This is one last call out for people to sign up to KickTip, the prediction game where you try and take on your friends and as on the podcast. The details are available on the Half Swing Podcast Twitter page or you can go to KickTip, which is K-I-C-K-T-I-P-P dot co dot uk forward slash shinty 2024 to sign up and with that we have reached the end of the episode and by god is it good to be back all that's left for me to say is thank you for joining me kami thanks again Aaron, mate. and thank you for listening enjoy your shinty <laughs>